Is there anywhere in the district that you go a lot or do you just try to spread it out? Is there a strategy around that? So there's a, there's a little bit of strategy and a little bit of shotgun. Some of it's, um, you know, precise rifle target shooting and then others is just kind of like a shotgun. See what we could get on the way. But I'm spending a lot of time in Pueblo. So that's my biggest focus. Pueblo is just often ignored, left out, or, you know, people go there because they have to. Um, and I'm, I'm going there because I want to. There's some really great people out there. And the momentum is just so incredible. President Trump won 2016. He won Pueblo. And he was the first Republican to do that in almost 50 years. So uh, I, I really enjoy going down there. But then, of course, we're in uh, Mesa County a lot, mainly because Mesa County just has so many events taking place. There's just always something to be at. And then they're close to home. So that's usually an easy stop. Uh, and then Delta and Montrose, they are also very, very active. But we are, we're traveling um, all throughout the district. I've been up into Steamboat. We had a rally up there. There were about 200 people there on the main street coming to hear what we had to say. And it was, it was just incredible. So I guess in Pueblo, I mean, I guess you could talk about any of these areas. Uh, in Pueblo, though, what issues are people talking to you about? And, and maybe you could then extend that more broadly into all the campaigning you've been doing, what things are sort of coming up consistently, if that makes sense? Well, first and foremost, uh, this is an election between freedom and more government control. That is number one for everyone that I speak with. People do not want the government to have more control over their lives. Uh, they want a government who actually trusts them to be able to make their own decisions over their lives and, and be in control of it themselves. Freedom is what's on the ballot this November. America is on the ballot. Our constitution is on the ballot. I mean, we have we have the national popular vote in Colorado that I'm so proud to have been a part of that we, we were able to get on the ballot. I was the second largest signature gatherer in the state of Colorado to get that on the ballot so we could repeal it and save a piece of our constitution that our governor stole from us. He stole our votes for president. And it's a very dangerous scheme that puts Colorado's resources at risk, puts Colorado's water at risk. I have an opponent who likes to brag about the water before she's been uh, she's been on, but she's in favor of the national popular vote. So so what good does it do uh, for you to, to know about water and, and when a call could possibly take place if you are going to sell Colorado out to California? So that's a huge issue that's on the ballot that people are talking about. They want to be able to participate in an election still and, and have a voice in that. Life is on the ballot. I have an opponent who uh, proudly brags that she's endorsed by Planned Parenthood. And I will always stand for the sanctity of life. And I think what Colorado has done is a great step forward in, in reducing full-term abortions down to 22 weeks. I think we could all agree that a baby is a baby from 22 to 40 weeks. And that, that is a human life. And there's no argument there. Um, and and that, we could, that we could save thousands of lives here in Colorado by reducing that. So life is on the ballot. And uh, that's certainly something that is, is very important to people. Our energy, which is really synonymous with our economy, uh, people want to get back to work. We are, are tired of this government overreach with the shutdowns, with the overregulation, the restrictions, the extended executive orders people are ready to live their lives again. Uh, the best stimulus package that we could have is, is reopening America for business. I, I'm a restaurant owner. 
And I think that restaurants and bars have been treated almost the most unfairly throughout all of this with all of the restrictions and limitations. Uh, even you, you, you can only have 50% occupancy. Um, and, the, and they're even dictating what hours we could be open. Um, you know, the small businesses have suffered so greatly because big box stores have been able to be open this whole time. And it's the small businesses, the mom and pop shops, um, that have been hurt the most. And so we need to get back open. But with our energy industry in, uh, in Colorado's third district, that is a conversation that comes up a lot. Um, these are high paying jobs that don't need to leave Colorado. Colorado's third congressional district is more than 80% federal land. And uh, my opponent's stance on energy should disqualify her from representing the, the people of Colorado's third congressional district. Uh, she has refused to support the Jordan Cove pipeline. I, I'm thrilled that the Trump administration pushed through that approval. And uh, we are one step closer to exporting our clean liquid natural gas to other countries, creating international markets and uh, creating more opportunities for people to, to be in control of their own future and their own wealth. Exporting our liquid natural gas uh, to, to countries who are currently dependent on communist dictators for their energy will liberate them and provide a cleaner source of energy. Uh, you know, China shouldn't be in the dirty coal industry. They should be buying a cleaner product from us. But instead, you know, I have an appoint, uh, opponent who wants to outsource our energy to communist China. It, it's really unfortunate. You know, Democrats, they kind of lose me when they talk about the environment and CO2 emissions because... They're very disingenuous when it comes to true clean energy. They want to outsource renewables to China and Africa for these rare earth minerals. Um, but we, first of all, we know that child and slave labor is often used in those countries. And uh, so, you know, the Democrats start off by saying we want cleaner energy, but not in my backyard. And then also, uh, you know, we, they won't even explore uranium. Uh, we should be pushing for nuclear energy and exploring that. And, and we could do that right here in America. We could be mining America's resources, creating American jobs instead of siding with Iranian terrorists and, and communist dictators. I've, I've been spending a lot of time with the steel workers down in Pueblo. And these guys are laid off. There's hundreds of them who do not know when they're going to get back to work. The, the National Steel Workers Union endorsed my opponent, which is fine. Um, I mean, typically unions endorse the Democrat candidate, which that's fine. Unions usually do better in Republican states. Uh, so that's a different conversation. <laughs> but when when that endorsement went out, the steelworkers who were laid off and or barely working still called my campaign. They contacted me because they understand if she wins, they don't have an industry to work in anymore. These are the guys who make the pipes that extract our natural gas. They, uh, they're, they're building the pipes for fracking. They are, they're um, building the, the pipes for our casing that goes in the wells. And they understand that her policies will kill their jobs and their strong union will mean nothing without an industry to work in. Uh, so I think that that is really powerful when uh, the national guys endorse her, but the local guys say, no, we still want to work and this isn't who we're supporting. Those are really um, hot topics here in the district. Our, our coal industry, you know, we have the cleanest coal 
that this world has to offer right here in Colorado. And uh, there's, there's been guys who have trained their whole lives to um, mine our coal effectively and responsibly. If you want responsible, safe, clean energy, it needs to be done right here at home. Uh, another thing that comes up a lot is uh, healthcare. So this is obviously a, a hot topic all the way around. Um, but I mean, let's let's talk about it. I'm Diane Mitch Bush, my opponent, wants a complete government takeover. So then D.C. bureaucrats decide how and when people get care. That's horrible. And I want nothing to do with the government rationing our care because it doesn't work. If you look at England, they have socialized medicine and more than 4 million people were put on a wait list for procedures. And 30,000, 30,000 thousand people died waiting for those procedures. No, thank you. Uh, not, not to mention the single payer system left Democrats like my opponent uh, want. It, it will close, absolutely shutter our rural hospitals. Um, and, and of course, um, our energy industry plays a, a big factor into that as well. Uh, I was listening in on uh, one of my opponent's virtual Zoom. She's not leaving her home. Uh, she's staying in, in her high mountain living in Steamboat. And so she's touring the district virtually. And uh, there was there was a, a healthcare worker who, who wants to support Diane, but she's a healthcare worker in Craig, Colorado. And she knows that overregulating the oil and gas companies out of here and shutting down the coal plant has affected their rural hospital. And um, and then w- implementing a universal healthcare uh, plan, a single payer system, would absolutely shutter that hospital. So uh, her, her plans don't benefit the people here in this district. And not only that, it would take 150 million private insurance plans away from people. So she wants to make accusations that I want to repeal ACA and kick millions of people off their health insurance plans. Well, I've never said that, but her single payer system that she's advocated for on the record for years supporting Bernie Sanders and his socialized medicine scheme would immediately take away 150 million private insurance plans, and it would bankrupt our country. Our goal should be to bring patients and doctors closer together, not have the government be more involved. Uh, I know that there has been there have been promises made through ACA, and I think that those promises should be kept. Uh, most Republicans knew that we were being lied to about Obamacare and that people would lose their doctors and rates would go up, and it happened exactly like we predicted it. But along the way, there were certain promises that need to be kept, uh, like covering those with pre-existing conditions. They need to be protected. And as a country, we, we've made lots of promises to the people that, that we need to continue to uphold, like, for instance, for our seniors on Medicare and others who depend on Medicaid and CHIP and SNAP. And those are promises that should not be broken. And she shouldn't be able to scare people into voting for her by saying that those wouldn't be honored. I haven't met a single Republican who doesn't want to honor pre-existing conditions. But at the end of the day, I want to be a part of the solution. I want to be a part of creating more options to improve outcomes and, and lower the cost for people. And that doesn't require dismantling or taking away anything from anyone. It means that people should have choice. People should have choice between their doctors. Uh, it should be between the uh, the doctors and the patients making decisions, not not DC bureaucrats or not saying sorry. This is what you get because this is what HR says is best for you. Uh, we want people to have portable insurance, and uh, so they can take it wherever they go, and their their insurance isn't tethered 
to their job. Um, I believe that healthcare should be personal. And it means that you ought to know that the, the prices of procedures and the level of care you're getting so you can make good decisions about the cost and quality of your care. We should be giving incentives to larger companies to have more flexibility to fund coverage directly for their people. So then insurance companies have to actually compete over your business instead of just being told this is what you get. I personally think that we're smarter than the government thinks that we are. And I'm, I'm really just fed up with bureaucrats instead of doctors and patients making these decisions. We could do better by putting forward legislation that makes better choices. But there's a lot to tackle with healthcare, And I believe that me being a mom and a business owner and someone who's actually with the people, hearing from the people, uh, can offer a lot to this conversation and help deliver a better outcome. Before we get more into those specific issues, I just wanted to talk about... A little bit more, I guess, about the campaign. So during the primary, uh, you unseated five-term Republican incumbent, Scott Tipton. I'm curious to know, were you surprised by that victory at all? Or was there a moment where you were like, wow, this is really happening? I was not surprised. I knew we were going to win because I was out with the people. And there was a very tangible momentum, a movement that was taking place uh, that, that couldn't be denied. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now in the district. The Democrats have put more than $3.5 million out in attack ads against me. Um, and that's just, that's just TV. $3.5 million in media has been bought in attack ads against me. Uh, and they're, they're attacking me personally because they can't win on policy. Their policy will destroy our economy, kill our jobs, and bankrupt our country. So they can't talk about their policies unless they're going to lie about them, which they do. Um, I expected them to lie about me, but it's, it's interesting when my opponent is able to lie about herself and her own policies and get away with it. But they're trying to buy their way into Congress. Uh, but there's a movement that's taking place in my district that you can't put a price on. Uh, so this is, I, I was very much expecting to have that victory. Um, I was very pleased to see by how much we won. Uh, we won by nearly 10 points. Uh, we were out spent 10 to 1, but there was not a single day that we were outworked. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. I have the best volunteers that Colorado has to offer. Uh, during the primary, I had uh, my team of volunteers who made more than 50,000 phone calls, knocked thousands of doors, and uh, were, were sharing their message that they were feeling um, with, with everyone that they met. And that's exactly what's going on right now. Just last week alone, my volunteers made 24,000 phone calls. So, I mean, this is, this is what we're doing every day. People have everything riding on this election. Their future depends on this election. Uh, when, when I said freedom is on the ballot, that's exactly what's at stake here. Freedom and America, their, their children's future. And, and there's, there's a lot of women who are stepping up right now. Uh, not not just in my district, uh, but nationally, there's something brewing. And I think that has a lot to say um, from what we've been looking at in politics for the past couple of years. There's been an uprising of women and their voices. And uh, if you look at the squad or Nancy Pelosi, even Maxine Waters, they've been pretty loud on their beliefs. And, and they've been quite successful at redirecting a good portion of our nation uh, to, towards their narrative, towards their agenda. And there's a lot of women right now who are stepping up, speaking up, rising up and saying, these women do not represent me. They do not represent 
America. They do not represent the future that I want for my children. And so there are so many women, moms, grandmothers who are feeling this right now and know that they have to do something about our future, about for future generations and securing freedom for these generations that are coming up. President Ronald Reagan said that freedom is always one generation away from extinction. And I believe we are that generation. And I will not allow that to happen on my watch. So I'm doing everything that I can to step up and secure freedom for our children and our children's children. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. So I'd be remiss uh, without talking about some gun legislation stuff. As a obviously gun owner and advocate, I know that you must be very familiar with the process of going through a background check in order to purchase a firearm. Do you see that background check process as a a good step that we're taking to, I guess, keep firearms out of the hands of people who may potentially be violent, for example? I mean, nobody wants to put uh, a firearm in the hand of someone who is dangerous. But at the same time, these laws don't prevent stuff from happening. I mean, look at Look at what we just saw in Denver uh, a couple of days ago. This man was legally carrying a firearm and he killed another man uh, because he he wasn't, I, I don't know his reasons, but um, he certainly wasn't justified and reacted poorly. Um, and so there's, there's always going to be situations like that. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe that it is our right uh, to be able to protect our life, our, our basic fundamental right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And we need a way to protect our lives. And so I will always advocate for the citizens' right to carry firearms. You know, a lot of people see me and, and think of the Second Amendment, and it's, it's kind of characterized that I only talk about the Second Amendment. Um, but as you've noticed here in this interview, there are a lot of other issues that are very, very important and, and uh, take precedence, really. I, I will always advocate for the Second Amendment because I do believe it's our only right that secures every other right. But there's a lot of other work that we need to get accomplished. And that's what I'm stepping up to do. I want to be a part of the solutions of, of all, the, all the things that are broken right now in our nation. So do you support the background check process, though? I mean, do you think that that's fine, a fine thing to do? I mean, we, we have them. So I mean, no one is I mean, no one is saying take them away. Um, it's, it's all these other knee-jerk reaction laws that take place that don't do any good. Uh, gun-free zones. Uh, that's where we see mass shootings take place is in gun-free zones because there's not an armed citizen present to neutralize the threat. So, you know, it's, it's where citizens are disarmed is, is where we see these problems. So one of the things that's been proposed, and this is widely supported, by Republicans and Democrats is a, a universal background check where basically it's the same thing in every state. It doesn't vary from state to state. So I guess the idea is to close some of the loopholes, um, just universal background checks. Is that something that you'd be in favor of implementing as a, a new gun legislation or would you oppose it? It hasn't worked in reducing crime in Colorado. So that is not something that I would be in favor for uh, blanketly putting all over every state. That's not a federal decision to be made and it, it hasn't helped anything here in Colorado. Okay. So another thing is under the Trump administration, specifically with guidance from President Trump, the Department of Justice modified rules to classify weapons with bump stocks as uh, machine guns, which effectively 
was a federal ban on the devices. What's your take on that? I, I, there were a lot of people who did not like that stance that the president took. But you know what I love about our president and what I respect about him is he listens to the people because he was talking about um, going further with regulations on our Second Amendment rights. And he listened to his people and backed off of that, uh, which which is what a, a representative, a leader should do, listen to their people. Um, and he's truly a, pu- a public servant in, in that manner. So my finger is a bump stock. I could literally use my belt loop and my finger and and produce the same thing that a bump stock does. It was just one of those knee-jerk pieces of legislation that really doesn't stop what they what they were intending or hoping for it to stop. So I don't want to focus on this topic for too long, but I you know, you have said that these other types of legislation, whether they're background checks or other knee-jerk policies, don't work. So are there any other things that you might support to address some of the the gun violence in the country. How about we enforce the laws that are already on the books to stop the bad guys? All right. Well, let's let's move on from that topic. Colorado's third congressional district. It's a it's a pretty large area. If elected, how do you represent the interests of the entire district? And I guess more specifically, how do you reach out to those people who I guess maybe don't see things the same way as you. And I would apply this both to the the voters, the constituents, as well as the people in the in Congress who are in the opposing party, especially if you end up in a Republican minority. How do you work with the your opposition, if that makes sense? Well, first of all, to represent everyone in my district, you know, I've I've been on both sides of the aisle. I was raised in a Democrat home, and I know how their policies negatively affect families um, and encourage families to live less than America's best. So I, I was raised under those failed policies, dependent on government, dependent on government for food, for housing, for health care. I've stood in line for bread and cheese. That is not America's best, and that is not the American dream. Um, I have learned through my own personal experiences, uh, that it's best to to get out and, and be in control of your own life and create your own wealth. So these, these policies really limit um, people. And like, like my mom, for instance, she suppressed all the gifts and talents that were inside of her because she was afraid she would fail. The Democrats told her, you need us. You need our policies to raise your children. So she, she never tried to step out and take risks in these areas that she wanted to because she didn't want to fail her children. And so just having these strong stances on our economy and actually trusting the people to do the right thing will will benefit people on both sides. And I, I reject the notion that I would be in the minority. I do believe that we are going to take back the House. President Trump will be in office for four more years and Senator Cory Gardner is going to keep his seat. And that's largely in part because of my district that's going to help Senator Gardner and throw him over. And so I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, the voters know a vote against Senator Cory Gardner is a vote against President Trump. And the momentum in our district is exactly what we need to keep him in the Senate. But I think one one common ground that both Democrats and Republicans need to come to is the Constitution of the United States. Uh, we can't really go wrong if we take a bill and actually debate the constitutionality of it before we vote on it. Okay. Where can people go to learn more about you, find your upcoming campaign stops? And then I guess uh, if you have any final thoughts. So laurenforcolorado.com is my website. And there's some, some information there. There's my contract with Colorado. This is what I'm promising the, my constituents to hold me accountable to. And, uh, and then on Facebook is where I usually post my upcoming events. 
uh, Lauren Bobert for Congress. And then, of course, I have fun on Twitter at Lauren Bobert. <laughs> There's always a fun show going on there. And yeah, I don't. I I think that's about it. I mean, I know the Democrats want to make this a a personal attack on me, but the voters are are smart enough to see through that. They see how the media distorts things, and we're not going to allow them to deceive voters into thinking that Diane Mitch Bush is something that she's not. Uh, for instance, she's saying that she's an independent in her in her ads and trying to deceive voters to get those unaffiliated votes, and uh, and we're not going to let her buy her way into Congress. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you again for your time today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. No problem. Thanks so much. I appreciate you.